This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Time to connect with the executive director of the Green Times, eco consultant and coach, and the lady that uh, we didn't chat to last week, and she was out and about. We're quite curious what you got up to. Did you take a break? Did you go and wander through the forests? Good morning, Elmer. I went and I went and sat and meditated in a forest. You did. I went on retreat. That sounds wonderful. Where did you go? <laughs> I my happy place is um, <clears throat> is a retreat center in McGregor called Temenos. Wow, that sounds incredible. For all of us listening, unbelievable. We're all of us listening <laughs> to you now saying, "When last did we just sit? Um, when did we just think and wonder and ponder and experience and the world around us?" For me, us? it's about writing, meditating, praying, and just getting perspective on things. It's really, really awesome. Well, we've got a fresh Alma Pollard this week, do we? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alma, uh, Earth Day. Uh, I. I'd, I remember for years we would it would be in the news. We would know it was Earth Day, and there would be a theme, and there would be conversations, and it would be coming from the UN, and there would be things coming out in the local news. And now things are so vaccine and COVID nineteen uh, uh, loaded that we're missing out on some of these things. Thanks for highlighting them for us. Yeah, it seems to be a little bit of a quiet Earth Day, certainly here in South Africa. I've not heard much yet either, but I did find on the on the Earth Day website, which and this year is the fifty first um, Earth Day, by the way. Mm. Um, and the theme is Restore Our Earth. Um, and I did find um, on that map two events in South Africa. One is Clean Up Nisna in the Thesian Island, oh. and and Joburg is a guided game walk. But anybody can still create. Um, events and register it on the website. Um, you know, the smallest little green action in your area is worth a mention because it's encouraging others. So it's not too late. It's um, it's in a little bit more than a week. Yeah. So we can still quickly mobilize locally, do something for your green belt or your beach or your forest or, or plan to plant some trees with your family. But the other big thing that they are launching for the for three days over Earth Day from the 20th is um, um, a Teach for the Plant Global Education Summit. Yeah. So there's, you know, wonderful education opportunities online, so you can also decide with your family to attend this and make sense of it and implement some actions in your family. So it's a, it's a learning time as, as we are totally mm. into the learning times now, aren't we? Yeah, now's the time also to reach out because we can think there's nothing going on, but you've just reminded us that there are things going on and there are also things in South Africa that are not necessarily being published and being made widely available as an official event. But we can all still make a contribution. Now, a lot of people are talking about vlogging and there are a lot of people that do that and then there are people who love their blogging. But I wonder how many people enjoy plogging. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what plogging is, <laughs> as my co-presenter across from me has a good giggle, um, plogging is uh, is picking up litter while you're jogging. So um, you can even do that. So there are people that are, and that's quite an, that seems to be an official Earth Day event that they are encouraging for you wherever you do your jogging, turn your jogging into some plogging and clean up the route that you run in, Alma. That's very nice. So uh, so if we, if we are walkers, rather, it's a walking. <laughs> Uh, uh, let it be wogging. <laughs> <laughs> so 
It sounds about right. It does sound about right. Pick up some litter while you're walking. As and, long as it's not waddle. Yes. And, and Alma, the beach isn't the only place that needs our attention. We focus a lot on the beach, which is great, but there are lots of people doing that. What about our own little space around our homes? And then there's a green belt or a field or a park or anything. Absolutely. I mean, you just need to open your eyes. Mm. If you look, if you look around, you can see some things you can do to benefit the environment. You might just want to, you know, plant up your pavement or, or, or plant some food that day, or uh, or support some children in doing a, a vegetable garden. There's there's so many ideas. Or you know, figure out how to go off the grid in your house mm. or off the water water grid at least. And there's just there's so much to do. Um, I think it's an exciting time to focus, but I think what is also great, this other story that I sent you a link to through our Facebook page, is about the lessons that we can learn from COVID-19 and maybe to make sense of this also for our Earth Day. So they've looked back at um, what's happened in the last past past year, and, you know, a pandemic is a crisis, as is um, climate change. Mm. So they're putting these two crises next to each other and looking at the similarities and then all the tools that we've gained over the last 12 months, which is really useful for us to use going forward. And they said here that um, the best of humanity came to the fore, also yeah. the worst, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that we saw that if there's the willingness for people to take in the science, then we can get through crises. So, and and the will to be to be active is the is the key thing here, and also to understand and the consciousness of the global connection that we are not separate at all, and and the and the virus illustrated that so clearly. It doesn't matter where you sit, yeah. you're going to be vulnerable. Likewise with climate change. So they're saying, as with the pandemic, climate change also destroys communities, impacts public health has a negative impact on the economy and and, and particularly impacts um, vulnerable and, and poor people. So the lessons that we're learning here is the lessons of planning in in advance. Mm. They say the countries that did the best planned in advance for contagious diseases and they had unified and science-based reactions. They talk about specific countries, South Korea, Taiwan, etc. Et I noticed that they don't mention South Africa here. But the other important um, lesson from there is also that um, people took this, the threat seriously, mm. even if not personally felt. So it was very easy to think we are safe because we, aren't, we don't have it yet. Whereas the countries that responded early, even though they didn't feel it yet, they actually fared the best in the end. Yeah. So even if we don't have a personal experience yet of climate change, which you can hardly say if you live in South Africa, mm. because we do feel climate change. It is now April, and um, we are still in summer clothes, aren't we? Yeah, it's, I mean, 40, it's no, 43 no degrees. Really. Yeah, it's 43 degrees in Fredendal today. I mean, where do you Absolutely. ever heard of that in April? So the heat is back, and we've had it for many years, so you just have to you know, connect the dots. But <clears throat> the problem is that we think that we are sheltered and we are safe because... We have some resources and we have, you know, safe houses. And maybe you think, Ahmed, I can just put in an aircon if it gets too hot. But, you know, the aircon creates the, the very same problem that you're using the aircon for. So that makes absolutely no sense at all. And the big lesson here is also that we need scientists and policymakers to communicate. At the moment, there's, a, there's always been an issue, and that's always been the field that I play in, in is to connect 
well, the politicians with the scientists and to help the scientists to explain to the politicians in normal language what the science is about, mm. including us as a, as a public. I always see myself as a translator of science because I'm not a scientist. I'm a social scientist. So the connection, and this is where social science is coming in. The social and the natural sciences need to be married, actually, as such, mm. because we need them to work together. If If we don't get the message out socially properly, then then the world also can't respond. And then, of course, that the laws and agreements must be closed now, um, um, international agreements, and not once we are underwater, as they say. Well, powerful conversation this morning, because if we look at the COVID-19 pandemic, it was an international problem. It's not just a West or Middle East or an African problem. It's a world problem, and that exactly is the same with climate change. Everybody banded together in the space of a year to do incredible things for something that was uh, faced by all humanity. And uh, perhaps we should get the same amount of enthusiasm and backing, uh, political, financial, scientific, to be able to deal with climate change as well. Otherwise, this conversation that uh, um, Elma and I are going to have in years to come might very well be us wearing scuba suits because, like she said, we won't be underwater. Uh, so, so, you know, I think the big issue is the disbelief, and that's what happened at the beginning of, of COVID-19. Two people just could not take this on board. Mm. They were startled in the face of, of this massive threat. And in the climate change movement, we've had this issue forever that people just can't take it on board because it's huge. But this is the work of our time. Mm. So we may as well, you know, push up our sleeves and see, okay, what's the role that I'm going to play? Um, in my case, very much to do with the communication and getting the messages out. But every single person in every single profession has a role to play. So we've learned, we know that the scientists um, are the teachers of the day and that we need to take in some science to understand how the world works and how we can better negotiate living on this planet. So we have the brains, we have the information now, so we can also have the actions. Yeah, grateful for somebody who can, who's a leader in this area and can walk us along this path. It's Alma Pollard, Executive Director of The Green Times, eco-consultant and coach, and she might enjoy some wogging later today while you do your plugging. Right uh, now, <laughs> all the heat comes. Here we go, off you go. Thanks, Alma. Have a beautiful Thank day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m., Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za